na 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 na. Na na right into the new year. <clears throat> na na na. Yeah, happy new year. That's right. We kind of missed the boat on the celebration there on the last episode. We just get carried away with all the nonsense, right? The I again, I'm swept up in the Taylor mania. I just can't help myself. <laughs> Hard to think about anything else. All I can hope for for 2024 is that we get more Taylor Swift more often. Oh, you, you know it. I hope she starts dating two Chiefs. Oh, I thought maybe she would just start dating both Kelseys. I was like a little thruple. <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. I just thought about it uh, when we went to break because I looked over and uh, the news they were showing the people lining up for the New Year's Eve. Wow. I could not imagine ever doing that. People wear diapers to that, man. I know. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Why would you go do that? What's just, the fun in that? Just to piss yourself while you're standing around a bunch of strangers and watching this giant ball drop. Yeah, not, not for me. I don't want to spend sit in line to get in there, be all crammed in, and then take forever to get out. It's terrible. Well, we Unless are you're just asking <laughs> to be part of a fucking mass casualty event, you know? Oh, well, the black swan, right? We're all being warned, dude. Watch out. This is the year. Black swan event. Uh, well, we're, we're here. We're in it, right? Uh, Mike, what, what's your prediction for this 2024, my man? As far as what? <laughs> Good year, bad year, somewhere down the middle. Something big, something small. I think it's going to be a lot of small things. I think we're in for a very, very bad year. Well, actually, I don't know how they're going to play it. I think they're going to keep the market up. But I actually think they're going to keep everything as smooth as they can until after the election. Every... So I actually think 24 <laughs> won't be that bad. I think 25 will be miserable. Wow, that's funny, man. I, You and I are psycho, bro, because everywhere is just doom and gloom and Armageddon, and we're going to have the... EMP and, uh, you know, asteroid or, you know, nuke war and World War Three and we're being invaded in the border and all this stuff, right? Uh, I predict nothing happens this year. Nothing. It's going to be a boring year. We're going to have the election. I think Trump's going to win. And I think they want Trump to win because I think that the economy is going to tank and they want Trump to hold the hot potato. Yeah, and that's why I think nothing's really going to change. You're not going to see these big world stage moves because I think they are afraid Trump's going to come back in. Well, here's what I was kind of contemplating yesterday. Uh, like, I was thinking about the bunker that everyone was talking about that Mark Zuckerberg is building in Hawaii. And, uh, I, you know, the idea that we could be thrust into a World War Three nuclear Armageddon scenario or... You know, the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab wanting there to be some sort of electromagnetic pulse that just disables everything in America and we descend into chaos and hell. I don't know, man. I think the elites love the way the world is now. 99.9% .9 of us are debt slaves to the, the 0.01% or whatever it is. I mean, they, yeah, they have, and they have everybody arguing over the stupidest shit. Yes, we're Nobody's divide, worried about yes. what the World Economic Forum's doing. Exactly, right? you know I mean? and you know we're all angry at each other and fighting over MAGA or blue this, and you know, oh, did you Haley? She 
forgot to mention slavery when talking about the Civil War. <laughs> like, uh, let's all lose our minds. Like, okay, fine. Let's, you know, the elites, if you really think about it, they got it made right now. Why would they want to ruin how good they have it? We're all slaves to them, to their system, to their media, to our phones. Uh, we're fat, pathetic, lazy slobs. 20% of our youth believes Osama bin Laden was the hero. He, he's the Iron Man of their generation, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Why would you want to ruin it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just think, the, you know, great. the 0.1%... I mean, we're already uh, there. We're in the dystopia. They're spraying us like bugs with the chemtrails. They're, you know, doping us up with the dispensaries. Uh, We have whatever mRNA vaccines either injected directly into our bodies or into our meat. Bill Gates owns all the potatoes. I mean, that's it, dude. They own us. We're slaves. Why would they ruin a good thing? And not only that, we are in a perpetual state of fear. And that's what I couldn't get over seeing. We played the news clip of that weirdo CIA, you know, op who was (laughs) on that CBS show. And she's like, well, I hate to be the uh, bearer of bad news, but (laughs) I think this year's going to be a black swan event and everybody's going to die. You know, like, like, okay, fine. Let's all be scared shitless all day long, you know, just worried that it's the end of the world. You know, perpetual state of fear and hate and division, that's right where they want you to be. We are in the palm of their hands, man. Yeah, they can do whatever they want, include flood our country with immigrants. Which they're doing, dude. You know? (laughs) Yes, man. Uh, I I can't believe that news got swept under the rug. Uh, Texas passed a law that they could start arresting illegal immigrants and deporting them. That's right, man. Joe Biden's administration is suing them. Oh, and I have a surprise clip I forgot to put on the docket. Here in the U.S., new developments at the U.S. southern border where there's new urgency after the Justice Department threatened to sue Texas if it enforces a sweeping new law allowing Uh, state and local police to arrest migrants who enter the U.S. from Mexico without authorization. Uh, The DOJ giving Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott until next Wednesday to comply. I want to bring in now from Dallas. Okay, so what they're saying is uh abbott signed that bill or the law where they're going to now eradicate people from the border essentially and put they're up gonna a do wall. the federal government's fucking job yeah. and for them. biden administration administration is saying nope we're gonna sue you if you even think about stopping this flow of migration which we are purposefully allowing to happen which that right there now i like i i thought it was really extreme it was just the extreme right that was calling for it now it's treason. Now you are. Now you are not only refusing to do your job and enforce the the border as the federal government. You are now hindering the states from protecting their borders. Now you it's, you have committed treason against the republic. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I, I can't believe they can't do. And no, we're gonna impeach him for Ukraine and Hunter. Fuck all that, man. Come on. Let's be serious. This is a serious problem. Uh, if this what makes it very serious is I could go on the World Economic Forum website and they talk about it. This is their plan. Yes. To flood Western nations with immigrants from Africa and South America. Oh, but did you hear Trump? He's a Nazi. He's Hitler. He said they're going to dirty the blood of America. It's the end of democracy. <laughs> Donald Trump. He wanted to hang Mike Pence. <laughs> Just listen to Dick Cheney's daughter. 
It's insane that you can't have a reasonable conversation with people about what's happening at the border. Folks, anybody out here that I know listens that is here in Denver, take a look around, people. Go drive past uh, the Squeegee Boys over on Santa Fe and Alameda. Go try, attempt, by all means. It's impossible, but try to drive through uh, Spear and Zuni. There are so many migrants there in camp that they've completely blocked the road off. And I don't want to be hyperbolic or anything, but that is probably the greatest threat to us right now. If it's not the the physical migrants coming in, it's it's the Chinese using apps like TikTok to manipulate our youth to a point where twenty percent believe Hitler was oh Bin Laden was good. Yeah, and what about you guys are calling Trump Hitler, but at the same time we're worshiping Bin Laden. That's right, dude. The fuck is going on? Yeah, it's very effective what's happening here. Um, You can only assume, which I have said for a long time now, that America, or at least the leadership in charge right now, is compromised by international sources. And I've believed for a long time that China has owned America financially for some time, and they have bought out our politicians. And we can't figure out who because they won't try Sam Bakeman freed. (laughs) <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we were about to get a little taste of it, but nope, DOJ just decides that's not worth going after. That's right, but we're going to dedicate all these resources throughout the country to strip one man off the ballot in his primaries. And oh, God, dude. I was watching CNN earlier. They were talking about Trump, and they posted his, uh, they were like literally laughing about his 2024 calendar. Bro, <laughs> January through April? It's like, okay, Monday I go to court in Florida or Georgia, <laughs> and then Tuesday I have a primary in Iowa, Yeah, and man. then Wednesday I have to go to New York for court, and then Thursday I'm going to Arizona. It's like, dude, he's just every single day. <laughs> it's either a campaign or a, uh, or a court case. How is that not interfering? It, well, not only that, it, it highlights the circus nature of this entire joke. All right, this is a banana yeah. republic, man. They took him off the ballot in Maine, and it wasn't even like they voted on it. It was just one lady has a bad feeling. Oh, yeah, it was there, Jenna Griswold. Here, our Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold. Uh, she has been on, it's been her modus operandi to strip Trump from the ballot since day one, since the moment she was uh, in her position. And she, I've seen so many interviews with her uh, on MSNBC, they love Jenna Griswold and sure. folks like her. Did you see the conference call? I believe it was. It was a Zoom call between her and these other secretaries of state uh, who coordinated this effort to get them off their respective ballots. Uh, the women in the call, there's about five or six of them, look identical. Yeah, it's very scary, man. It is very, there's a certain type of people that's trying to take over. They're the ones that are really ending the democracy. That's chick think, when, dude. It's ruining us all. When you, when you go far and beyond your position of power to take somebody off of a ballot, you have ended democracy. Yes. It shouldn't be one person's decision whether or not people can or cannot be on a ballot. Yeah, man. It shouldn't be. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I don't think there should be any way you could keep anybody off the ballot. No, and I remember when I was younger, you used to be able to write a name in. What happened to that opportunity? 
Yeah. I think they're still doing that. I don't know. I don't know about here in Colorado. I think it's uh, you vote for Biden or we take you to the jail and uh, make you take the vaccine, which is what I assume is <laughs> the consequence for voting for Trump. They already know who voted for Trump in the first go around. So uh, they're going to take him off the ballot and then just go house to house and round up everybody who voted for the guy. That's my only oh, assumption. Yeah, we're, we're fucked. Yeah, we are totally fucked. Uh, <laughs> shall we continue down this? Uh, yeah, that's good. Oh, what was I? I know. I'm sorry. I finished the. Uh, that was it for the. We were talking about the migrants, and uh, did I have something the Trump thing? I don't think so. No, here we go. Um, the migrant situation is getting so out of control outside of what's happening in Texas that uh, Mike. You and I had local news kind of linked together over this week, (laughs) which I thoroughly loved, man. It was crazy because it was Denver, Chicago, and New York. (laughs) I wonder what these places have in common. Sanctuary! (laughs) Very democratic, all black mayors. That was the funniest part. No, no, not anymore. Uh, Hancock used to be our mayor, but... Uh, we had a runoff between three Democratic uh, people and uh, or de- three Democrats, and we voted for the Democrat, Mike Johnston. White guy. He's what? Oh, you guys got the white guy. We got the white guy, yeah, who uh, coincidentally is the only one they, or I think they play a little Adams. I got a clip of these three uh, jabronis getting together, uh, crying like little babies, uh, asking for federal assistance because they accidentally declared themselves to be sanctuary cities uh, about a year ago. <laughs> And they didn't realize there were consequences with declarations like that. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was saying. Uh, and to be fair, to all, be fair, they were educated <laughs> in the public school system. That's right, man. I think they all went to Yale. Uh, but I think uh, Denver gets a bit of an out on this, only because no matter what, Denver was going to be a focal point of this migration. We are directly 600 miles north of El Paso, uh, straight up the highway. So, I mean, it, you know, where else are they going to go? You know what I'm straight shot right through. You uh, could yeah. you could just walk the highway and hitchhike. Uh, so I mean it's <laughs> probably brutal, but um, yeah, Denver was always going to be at the uh, you know heart of this storm. Uh, it's funnier to hear guys like Adams cry about it because he he believed from day one like oh I'm all the way in New York. What are those losers in Texas going to do to me? <laughs> you know that's what he thought. Cubans can't swim this far. Mexicans <laughs> can't walk this far. Call it a sanctuary, baby. Let's buy those votes. Pizza every day, folks. <laughs> That's right. All right. Here we go. I got I got the goods. This is our mayors, uh, you know, their powers combined uh form Captain Planet. Here we do it. Who are some of the biggest donors you have and is there a restriction on how much money they can give you? Oh, I went to the wrong one. Oh, Oof. wow. Ooh, production crew, you can't give them nice stuff. They get a new computer. No, you know what? That's funny. That's the clip about the ballots. Uh, with Trump getting off the ballot, <laughs> which is actually, we were kind of talking about it. Uh, how did I hit the wrong thing there? That is so funny. Um, let's see here. Where did it go? There we go. All right, I got it here. All right, here we go. We got the uh, Denver, New York, Chicago mayors, powers combined. December's now on track to have the highest number of Border Patrol apprehensions ever, according to Customs and Border Protection data, the agency reporting on average nearly 10,000 apprehensions a day over the last week. And this morning, a trio of mayors from New York City, Chicago, and Denver are all calling for federal support responding to the national immigration crisis. 
accusing Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott of cruel and inhumane politics busing migrants across the country. We're looking at about 100. And but if he tries to stop him, we're going to sue you. You see how it works? <laughs> so you can't stop him. But if you send him over here, you, you're an asshole. Yeah, no, Six, you got to keep them in Texas. It's your problem, it's, Republicans. That's right, $1 million dollars of potential costs going into next year's budget. That's almost 10% of our entire city budget. New York City's mayor right issuing there. To an be fair, Texas is more, is more able to handle these guys because they have good policies, so they're not bankrupt. Yeah, that's true. You know, New York, Chicago, Denver, they have the worst policies where we just we tax the shit out of the rich until they leave, and we give all the money to these poor people that don't want to work or do anything. But they vote for us. <laughs> Blue no matter who. Bankrupt. That's right. Hey, are we building back better yet, or is this something that happens in another year? I can't remember. <laughs> What's the timeline? Four on more. Four yeah. more years. When do we actually do the building of the back and getting better? I, you know? <laughs> That's the second term. First, you have to bring it down. You have to destroy it all. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta tear down the old house to build the foundation and build up the next one, right? We're gonna take down your brick home and we're gonna put it up with sticks. And right. uh, electric stoves. Alright, folks? <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> you see Kamala Harris posting again for like the third year in a row, like, from our families to yours, Merry Christmas, and it's her and her husband laughing and sharing a glass of wine as they cook dinner on their gas stove. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't believe it. Is this the gas stove on their private jet? Rules are for thee. <laughs> Not for me. I actually don't use a gas stove. I just have them fire up the jet, and I cook it off the, uh, the flames <laughs> in the back. It's like not I'm, more efficient, but it makes me feel better. Like a marshmallow over the fire, right? Just put a big <laughs> T-Hawk steak right in front of that jet. Oh, yeah. All right, so... Uh. um. Yeah, here we go. These uh, these flaccid jabronis are uh, going to continue complaining that they uh, accidentally declared themselves sanctuaries. Executive order requiring advance notice for buses dropping off migrants in the city, now only allowing their arrival weekday mornings between 8.30 and noon. This, as officials Wednesday, shuttled hundreds of people to overcrowded shelters throughout the city. To be clear, this is not stopping people from coming but about ensuring the safety of migrants and making sure they can arrive in a coordinated and orderly way. The mayor's office says more than 7,000 asylum seekers have arrived in New York City in just the last two weeks. Earlier this week, hundreds of asylum seekers were flown to the Northeast, forced to stop in Philadelphia due to bad weather. On Wednesday, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken <laughs> visiting Mexico. Breaking news, those that landed in Philadelphia boarded a plane back to Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> they preferred to go somewhere where it smelled nicer. <laughs> Less gangs and drug addicts in Venezuela. And they go back to Venezuela and they're like, there they grease the poles. You know? <laughs> Animals. Animales. Even the sober people with homes are retarded. I don't know what's going on over there. They make less sense than the homeless guy in the corner. <laughs> we tear down statues of Christopher Columbus and erect statues of Rocky. That's how retarded we are now. Not even Sylvester Stallone. Rocky. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not the real guy. No, the, the, the fictional character, at. dude. <laughs> oh, the, worst, the worst part of my journey? Philadelphia. <laughs> 
The guy just walked all the way through Guatemala and Mexico. <laughs> It's true, though. I mean, you've seen some of the uh, you know images and video clips of downtown Philly. Even there's, I've seen stuff from Southside Chicago. There's this new drug trank that's sweeping through the communities in these inner cities nationwide, and it it's zombifying people, and they are just standing there. It's happening here in Denver too. We see them all yeah, over. I, I can't I can't make fun of Philadelphia. Our bad area is probably the size of all of Philadelphia. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the South Side, dude. I was on the West Side Chicago <laughs> the other day. I, dude, I thought I was in a third world country. I'm, I'm not trying to be no, exaggerating you're, here. I think you're right I was, on the money. I was working in this little, like, shopping mall, like a little strip mall, and uh, everything was closed except for this one store, which was a health clinic that I was working at, right? Wow. And then the only other thing that was open was the Wal- Walgreens. Dude. Nothing on the shelves, man. I'm not even joking. I went in there to get a Red Bull. No, re- uh, the Red Bulls were locked up. That's right, and they, right, <laughs> dude. Outside is just a whole group of people sitting there. Somebody comes up in a car, tells them what they want. They go inside and steal it, and then the people in the car pay for pay them for it. Wow. And, and I, like the guy in the in the Walgreens literally said, "Yeah, we're closing up soon." That's That's so wild. You you see the lady across the street watering her garden with Gatorade, right? Uh, We're there. (laughs) It's electrolyte. It's people. It's what what plants crave. It was great. President Camacho drove down the street. He was throwing (laughs) cigarettes to the people. And just blasting blasting his machine gun into the air, right? (laughs) That's the new alderman, Camacho. (laughs) Dude, I, I swear to God. And then you get to the corner... And there's so many uh, immigrants. I was trying to tell people, dude, you go to Cicero and 47th, you feel like you're at the border crossing in El Paso. Yeah, there's, again, it's happening have, in Denver. It's unbelievable. Dude, they even, they're walking around with those really big sticks. Yes. With like cotton candy on them. Yes. The one guy has a board with uh, those, those uh, pine tree <laughs> That's air right. yeah. Dude, they're walking up and down the traffic. It's, it's like I feel like I'm at, I literally feel like I'm in a third world country. What's going on here? Same thing in Denver. It's unavoidable. They're just consuming intersections. And here's the beauty of the whole defund the police movement. There's no cops now to get rid of these people. There's nothing happening. Nobody's taking care of it. <laughs> oh, no, we're putting them in the police stations. The police stations are so empty. We're filling them with migrants. <laughs> well, now we're offering them jobs pretty much at this point. Did, did you see that? They passed the first class in Chicago. Really? First class of cadets of non-citizens. Wow, that is... This is the fever dream of the UN right here. This is the World Economic Forum, bro. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I just saw it pop a a little bit up there uh, on the chat here uh, about how, um, you know, the ideal version is the slave force uh, to shrink us down to the 500, 600 million and they want the complete mix of races. They don't want white people anymore. They want everybody, like, a, a, a weird mix of everybody and just make us this slave race. That's the goal. Yeah, I believe it. That's the flooding of these uh, migrants through the border, man. It's crazy. And <laughs> Dude, did you, I go, Oh, yeah. What do you got? 
I, I gotta change. I gotta go back to something you you talked about earlier. I'm very excited. So funny. I, could I click that? The color purple. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they did this. this Excuse is... me. <laughs> I'm very excited. Guess what it got for Rotten Tomato score? Oh boy. Okay, so let's. We gotta separate. Uh, though it's very important. Are we talking uh, critic review or audience score? Critic. Critic review. I'm going to go 92%. 86. Okay, I was close. All right. (laughs) Audience. Now the true story, the boys in the boat, about all white men. Right. Uh, George Clooney's (laughs) all-white cast, boys in the boat, about the uh, Ivy League fellas racing in the boat races. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say critically, it probably got like a 44%. (laughs) 58. Okay. <laughs> I think I got my finger on the pulse here, man. Guess what boys in the boat got for the audience? 87%. 96. Okay, wow. Oh, my God, man. And give me audience score now for Color Purple. Dude, but what's hilarious, I didn't even know this movie came out. They must be trying to bury this shit. Uh, there's a new Aquaman? Oh, it is being buried purposely because they had to weirdly digitize out uh, Amber Heard because of all the Johnny Depp stuff and she got fired from the movie and (laughs) also they ended the franchise so it's based in a universe that no longer exists anymore Uh, they're rebooting the DC franchise with the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy so everything in this movie is dead it's going nowhere so it's just a dumb dead movie well, it's got 35 amongst the critics, 80 amongst the audience. Wow, it's actually, dude. <laughs> It might be the only Aquaman I like. I actually kind of want to see it. Well, you know, the first one, dude, Aquaman's hard. It's hard to do water. It's hard to be cool. Like, even Jason Momoa, you look like a bitch swimming, swimming through water. <laughs> Looks kind of fairy-ish. Yeah. I've seen you in a lot of movies. That's the only one where I felt like I could kick your ass. Yeah. I mean, you you're swimming can. through water, you look like a little... F- Dude, new word for f- Finocchio. So much funnier. Finocchio. In I... Italy, that's how they say it. Finocchio. It's also the same word for fennel seed. <laughs> Finocchio, man. Finocchio. Okay. Is I like so it. Funny. I'm in. I'm all in on Finocchio. <laughs> I mean, you can't get more Finocchio than Aquaman. He's quite Finocchio. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're one tuck away from a mermaid. <laughs> You know, uh, man, and mermaids these days, uh, a hot topic in the TikTok conspiracy universe. Emma was showing me, uh, that you know, there's a lot of a lot of people kind of getting down with mermaids or creatures that are mermaid like living in the ocean. <sighs> yeah, yes. people believe anything. I know that's well, they also believe in 2000 mules. Where are my Dineshes at? Give me my Dinesh. <laughs> oh, man. Dinesh. That's so funny. So uh, that that's pretty crazy. And what was the audience score again on the color purple? I imagine it's pretty high. It seems like ninety five. Wow, but I, that, that, dude, that's skewed because you know what you're going to. You know, like there's only a certain group of people going to see it. It's also the same thing with the critical score. Nobody wants to be the one online giving it the bad review. Oh, it's the Black Panther. It's you the Black- you yes. have to say you saw it, and you have to say you love it. It's the Black Panther. Absolutely. You know. You can't be critical of it. It was great. It was oh, beautiful. Of course I went to go see it in theaters. I saw it twice. My favorite hero movie. And did you see the Ant-Man with that brilliant genius, Jonathan Majors? <laughs> Whatever happened to that I didn't young know there fella? was anybody else in it. 
<laughs> that guy has quite the career ahead of him, Jamal uh, neighbors. <laughs> Oh uh, man, do you want to hear any more of the migrants? Or are you uh, are you over it? I, I I could be over it too. I I've understand. had enough. Of All them. right, I'm good. Fucking, uh, well, I could go back. We uh, were we were dancing on the ballot stuff, uh, which I know pisses off a lot of people out there who just it doesn't matter your party affiliation if you just like that thing. What's it called? We've been relying on it for a long time. If you like the Constitution, uh, then you were probably <laughs> not too down with these assholes trying to manipulate the wording of the of certain parts of the Constitution to uh, basically do one of the most un-American things I've ever seen in my lifetime, which is remove a guy off the ballot because you don't like him. Uh, I've n- n- never nuts. even heard of it being a possibility in my lifetime. Well, and you nailed it, my man, when what bothered us most about the rhetoric surrounding Jan 6th was on Jan 7th, we heard a word we'd never heard before in our entire lives, insurrection. It was the word du jour for the next three years, and we couldn't figure out why until out of nowhere, all of a sudden we're picking apart this unknown provision that's from the Civil War era in, you know, the 14th Amendment. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, it's, 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 obvious it's the same people who are like, oh, the Second Amendment, those two lines, pfft. We could analyze that for years without knowing what the uh, forefathers really thought about. Now we're going to go to the 14th Amendment, Section D, Article 4, <laughs> whatever it is. It's unreal. Uh, and, and if you are like myself uh, here in Colorado, quite perturbed by what unfolded with our Supreme Court decision here, and um, you know, you kind of felt like, where did this movement come from? Uh, yes, Colorado definitely definitely leans hard blue because of Boulder and Denver and parts of Aspen and what have you and the Roaring Fork Valley with all the ski towns. But outside of there, very much, you know, dark red, red. And so, you know, ultimately Colorado, a purple state. Uh, but, you know, where did this momentum and financing and push truly come from to get this guy stripped off the ballot? Who are some of the biggest donors you have, and is there a restriction on how much money they can give you? Um, we don't have any restriction, uh, but I would say our, our biggest donors are, uh, for example, the um, uh, uh, the Open Society Institute is a, a very big donor. The, and whose whose organization is that? Well, it's an it's a foundation, but uh, it's well known to be uh, George Soros is the one who funds it. Uh, the Wallace <laughs> Global Fund. T- gives took us- you quite a while to get to George Soros, huh? <laughs> Stut- do you uh, stutter much? Is that uh, running the family? Are your feet hurting from dancing in those shoes? Because you have been tiptoeing. You look like you're sweating, ma'am. Are you okay there? <laughs> Did this question pinch a nerve? Took you a while to say the word George Soros? <laughs> oh, no, no, not George Soros. Open Society Foundations. Go to the website. First line. Open Society Foundations. Founded by George Soros. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> the world's largest private funder of independent groups working for justice, democratic governance, and human rights. Ah. Be very afraid of these people. Yes, man. Absolutely. These are the kind of groups that finance assholes like David Hogg to go there and take away our Second Amendment right. Yeah, this is scary. Oh, people go. <laughs> Whenever somebody drops a name like Open Society Foundation, go look it up. This is fucking scary. And then you see all the sleaze bags and slime balls who are signed on and financing these organizations. And why? Why does it always go back to George Soros or Klaus Schwab or Bill Gates, man? Oh, God. Always. And for those of you, 
for those of you that, do, that think we're, we're exaggerating with the migrants, here's the history of this group started by George Soros. They go around to African and Eastern European countries, find students, and fund them to go uh, get educated in the West. <laughs> there you go, dude. I mean, it's all you and need. if you go, if you go to their fucking, that's, ah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. George Soros openly has discussed in many interviews and public speaking engagements, how it is the goal of his organization to flood the border and totally just infiltrate America and, and ruin the country. He, he believes in the destruction of America. It's so does no, Klaus Schwab. the Western world. Yes. The West, sorry, all of it. Everybody who's white. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and most Klaus of these guys made their money working with the Nazis. That's right, man. Absolutely. Even the Jews. Oh, yeah. Never made money it. turning in other Jews. That's right, man. Yeah, Soros, uh, Klaus Schwab, lengthy, long-standing ties with the Nazi uh, groups there. So, uh, and, and they're big on the depopulation. Do not kid yourself. These are uh, genocidal lunatics. They want to reduce the population by seven or eight billion. That's not an exaggeration. They want 500 million slaves. Just check out uh, the Georgia Guidestones. The, 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 that was probably financed by George Soros. I got a little more. <laughs> she stutters a little more. It's like 30 seconds. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's well known to be uh, George Soros is the one who funds it. The Wallace Global Fund gives us money. Um, <clears throat> the ARCA Foundation gives us money. Yeah. She's, can we get some water? Those are some of the big foundations where we Carnegie Corporation gives us money. Carnegie, you, you do see a thread through. She's just like so many wealthy scumbag people who are just controlling our lives, man. I'm telling you, money. You you do see a thread through the different sides in this, where a, a big donor like George Soros will give to an awful lot of progressive organizations. Does it? Does he ever ask for anything directly? No, he and I have met him, and he's never asked for anything at all. And uh, I meet with the program off, except for the extermination of humanity. That's just the only thing uh, he wants. He wants us to wipe them out. That group she mentioned, Wallace Global Fund, that supported this movement to get off to get Trump off the ballot. I was hoping you would do a little digging, sir. Yes, one one of their bold lettered statements on their webpage: We partner with social movements to catalyze progressive change. Wow. <laughs> and now you know where CRT came from. And, the, and yeah. uh, you know, how did BLT sandwich become like half the alphabet with some plus and negative signs and a couple quotation marks? Uh, I, that's it. That's your group right there. But you had kids with no jobs traveling to different, different states day to day to protest. And, you know what I mean? They were funded by these people. I'd, who are I'm partnering sure. with social movements to catalyze progressive change because <laughs> we're trying to build an equitable world. Probably where you're getting the financing for groups like Antifa. I mean, this is what I, I don't think people understand. All these groups that are, that are literally supporting and funding the Democratic Party, they're all calling for an equitable world. Does that mean they're going to make every African as rich as every American? Or every average American as poor as the average African? Wow. Which one do you think is easier? Oh, yeah. Well, you know what's easier is for all of us to be shuffled away into that giant wall they're building in the Sahara Desert. <laughs> it's easier for us to live in our little 15-minute cities inside the wall. That's where we're headed. Uh, uh, this is scary. They're building that wall, by the way. I've heard other people in social situations that, you know, Emma and I have been to some gatherings recently for the holidays, and 
Uh, I avoid the political anything, and especially my tinfoil hat nature. I, I keep it under wraps there. But uh, just casually, I heard people bring up the wonderment and incredible uh, advancement in technology for our civilization to be able to build this wall. Yeah. People are excited to live in the wall, man. No, we build our own prisons. We wow. build, yeah. Dude, this wall is global fund. They're the ones that started the fossil fuel divestment movement in 2011. Wow! Oh, man. They, dude, they have $40 trillion in assets under management, and they're using that to, to, oh, to fund all, all those fucking Finocchios you see on the street with <laughs> orange signs stopping traffic for the environment. Gluing this their hands they're getting to their the money. Oh, man, of course, of course. Uh, that's what I'm saying. When these people talk, fucking listen, and then do a little dive. And this is why here in Colorado, starting this week, uh, you know, we can say goodbye to having plastic bags and styrofoam to-go containers. Uh, that's it. We have these groups financing and pushing these movements, man. You got it easy. We can't turn on red anymore. <laughs> Look at what they're doing to us, man. It's unbelievable. That's the problem with the South Side Chicago. Too many people turning on red. Well, we all know turning on red is systemically racist. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know how, but white people were doing it in a way that disproportionately affected the black and brown communities. That's, <laughs> that's all right, I I mean, turning right on red just signals white oppression upon the black man, man. Come on. We all know that. And you know what? Three years ago or two years ago, Lori Lightfoot got rid of Newport cigarettes in Chicago, and now we can't turn right on red? I can't. I don't know what's stopping these black people from failing. Wow. <laughs> you guys got rid of the menthol, huh? I thought they ruled that that was, like, kind of racist and, you know, I don't know. So they had the black female do it. That's right, the lesbian. Yeah, can't be mad at her. She's a black lesbian. Come on. No, no. If you in Chicago now, you can't buy uh, flavored vape. Wow. Or or new or menthol cigarettes within like 500 feet of a school or park. So if you live, if you've ever been to Chicago, that's 90 percent of Chicago. Yeah, they they hate people who start their own businesses, right? And who who is selling these flavored vapes and tobacco products? Immigrants. Yeah, Arabs. It's immigrants, man. You know, and they're they're making the you know, <laughs> the best you know they can. I just, I just thought of they did that so kids wouldn't go to these stores to buy menthol cigarettes. But now, if you're a kid, you have to go to one of the few places that are 500 feet away from a playground or school. That's where all the pedophiles live. Oh, right. Yeah, you're hanging with the pedos, man. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go to the registered sex offender area to buy your cigarettes. <laughs> you know, Ricky Gervais, he did quite a bit on the pedos. As he, is that how the British call it? Pedo? Yeah, the pedos. So we do, I love that. We do pedo, right? Or pedo? Pedophile? Uh, is it pedo? We do pedophile. Have I been but... saying it wrong all this time? No, we say pedophile, but <clears throat> I never heard... It abbreviated as pedo. No. Well, because it's too close to pedo, right? <laughs> you don't want to. Eh, it's pedo, man. Where's Beto? I don't know. I always call them chomos. I think Ch that's the best one. Chomo is really for the uh... child molester. Wow, chomos. <laughs> what about Chester the molester? Eh, that just shows your age. You don't know any Chesters these days, right? Nobody meets a Chester. I got replaced with Trayvon. That's right. <laughs> Trave off.
on now. Callback. All right, so uh, it seems like when it comes to these liberal policies, what we're experiencing is unintended consequences from, uh, you know, these overzealous, overleftist, outrageous rules and regulations that are supposed to be helpful, right? It's in the name of safety or being good for the community or uh, improving conditions for minority folk and underrepresented communities. But ultimately, all these, you know, liberal or concepts have these, like I said, unintentional consequences. We tapped into it on a couple episodes ago, uh, laughing heartily at the fact that they're raising the minimum wage in not just California, it's happening here in Colorado and around the country, something like 22 states uh, are raising it in outrageous fashions. Um, the and we discussed the Pizza Hut franchises there and yeah. in <laughs> yeah, LA. All those Pizza Hut drivers that thought they were going to get twenty dollars an hour instead lost their job. We did a quickie <laughs> on it. I got a little of a follow up story, which I thought you would really enjoy from CBS. And, and they literally, I think it was titled "Unintentional Consequences" or "Unintended Consequences." Let's uh. Let's discuss what's about to take place now that uh, we're raising the minimum wage. As we welcome in a new year, that means new laws, including some that will impact your pocketbook. California is leading the way, increasing its minimum wage, especially for those in the healthcare and fast food industries. CBS's Carter Evans takes a look at the impact on workers, businesses, and inflation. As a delivery driver for Pizza Hut, Marcelo Sandoval was one of 10 million Americans looking forward. Yeah, they're going to interview this Pizza Hut driver. This is good. I'm telling you, this is really good. To a raise in 2024, he qualified for California's new $20 an hour minimum wage for certain food service workers. Who wouldn't mind getting an extra $4 increase in their pay? 25 states and dozens of municipalities. Yeah, nobody would mind getting four more dollars an hour, and it, but <laughs> yeah. but you gotta deserve it, right? Calories across a week. That's so crazy, dude. People don't know math. <laughs> so yeah. Country are planning minimum wage increases in 2024, one as high as 20.29 an hour. That's Washington State. Uh, congratulations, retards. Nobody can afford now to buy anything in Washington State. <laughs> Twenty dollars. That's Far 40, a year. <laughs> so insane. We're gonna give you forty thousand a year to deliver pizzas, and then you are flabbergasted that your breakfast burrito costs twenty five dollars. Oh no! Then nobody can, nobody nobody knows why we can't get plumbers. <laughs> no. Who's gonna be an eighteen dollar hour apprentice? I can go deliver pizzas for twenty dollars. I'm <laughs> I'm assuming this bill includes uh, vacation time. Oh, 401k, paid time off, <laughs> you get the sick days on top of the PTO, of course, man. Ah, Frank, I got to raise a family of four <laughs> off of my pizza delivery job. How am I going to send my kid to Harvard? All right, he needs to study <laughs> Taylor Swift 101. <laughs> if I don't get 20 an hour delivering pizzas, my kid will never get to go to Harvard and learn political science from winners like Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> How will they know who to vote for? Oh man, this is this is a rough scene, dude. It, the best part is um, you're going to see in real time here, or hear it because we are an audio program. But you're going to hear this delivery driver they're interviewing uh, express the true realization of what happens to the economy when you just dramatically increase minimum wages when the uh, government steps in the government's not good at doing anything uh, and this is reckless abandon 
Uh, so here we go. You're going to witness I mean, The this. government really, is, it has like four jobs, and it's failing at two of them, uh, economy and border control. <laughs> the problem with liberals, I think, is they believe the job of the government is there to work for them. No, they believe it's to create an equitable world, which is just far beyond the reach of any government. Right. No government has that power. Just like no government has the power to save the world from climate change, right. we the- also don't have the, <laughs> no government has the power to completely get rid of inequality. Exactly. It's uh, absolutely mind-blowing uh, that people... The world will always be unequal, and if you're at the bottom of that, it's probably because you're not working hard enough. <laughs> That's right. Or, or you're working really hard at the wrong thing. Right. You know, sometimes, folks, and I know it's hard to hear, some people just have luck and other people just don't have any. And that's really, you know, it's how the world shakes out sometimes. Plus, when you listen to Nona talk and everything, like, Nona and Nono came here with the idea that they were never going to make a lot of money. Right. right? Yes. They, they came here with the idea that they were going to struggle. They were going to be pizza delivery drivers. They were, they were going to make uh, wagons in the radio flyer where, uh, factory that's right, for man. 30 years, barely pay off. You know what I mean? They, they were going to struggle, but their kids were going to do better. Yes, I'm going to sacrifice and work hard in the hope and dream that those younger than me will have a better life. Not, I'm going to be a pizza delivery driver. The government's going to start paying me enough to live. And then, you know what? Maybe my kid could be a pizza delivery driver because he's failing out of school. I hearken back to the fellas on those boats at D-Day just coming up on that beach and they're getting riddled with the bullets. And the guy turns to the other and he goes, someday... My grandson's going to make $20 an hour being a Pizza Hut delivery driver. <laughs> and he's going to go by they, them pronouns. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Thank God they didn't have a time machine. If they could see what the future was holding, they would have turned those boats yeah. right around. Folks, it's not oh, worth it. Nuts. Just let the Nazis win. <laughs> it's game over for us, man. Let the Nazis have it. We'll be better off under their control. Trust me. <laughs> I've seen the future. <laughs> nine. Nine. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man beware the blue hairs beware the blue hairs <laughs> i've seen the future hitler's not that bad you should see 2023 <laughs> folks this is as good as it's ever gonna get right here right now <laughs> stalin some good ideas <laughs> he was a thinker oh man all right, let's continue down this, uh, this, this mad hole. Yeah, this is great stuff. Current federal minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour set back in 2009. Because of how rapid inflation has been the past couple of years, the minimum wage increases are keeping up with or slightly exceeding inflation in a lot of states now, actually. But the bigger paychecks will come at a cost, especially at restaurants in California. And we discussed this uh, more in depth a couple episodes ago based here in Colorado they declared already, uh, the restaurants did, that they're increasing prices. Uh, you know, 87% of them are going to increase prices. 67% of the restaurants are going to decrease staff. They're going to fire. Two-thirds of the restaurants are going to fire everybody. So that's what's going to happen. Yes, they they, have to. you can't afford to keep these people on board. 
you know, your burrito costs $15 an hour, it's going to cost 17 I should say. What's the ripple effect going to be? Everyone else has to match, right? Because if you can work at McDonald's or Starbucks for $20 an hour, why would you stay at the kitchen at Olive Garden or, or even at Walmart? Economists believe it could eventually lead to a slight increase in overall inflation and other unintended consequences. But you're not going to see that $20 an hour. Unfortunately, I won't. That's because Sandoval is one of more than 1,100 California delivery drivers Pizza Hut franchises are laying off. Because they don't want to pay you 20 bucks an hour. Exactly. So now, instead of looking forward to a bigger paycheck, he's looking for a new job. <laughs> I felt a little betrayed. I was like, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. Yeah, wow. That's a fresh, rude awakening to the realities of the world, my man. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens. You, you, if you were worth $20 an hour, you'd have a boss that pays you $20 an hour. Right? <laughs> yes, man. Maybe yes. you're not getting $20 an hour because you're not worth it. Maybe instead of complaining and, and waiting for the government, no, go make yourself worth it. Go well, take a class. <laughs> go learn a trade. Do something to make yourself worth it. 20. The reason the pizza delivery driver is not making $20 an hour is because any moron can do it. It's not a specialty skill. Exactly. Yeah, it's supposed to be minimum wage. It's supposed to be a fucking high school kid who's doing it for beer money, you know? It's not only that, too. I mean, I, for many years, worked in many different kitchens and scenarios. Uh, minimum wage. A lot of those jobs back then, you weren't part, you know, the waitresses got the tips, not the cooks. Uh, as a result, you know, if you're just a lowly line cook or, you know, uh, working the dish pit and the line and doing prep, you probably work in two jobs. You know, you work your shift there and you go to the other gig, you know, at the other kitchen and you get really good at what you do and at your craft. And eventually... Uh, you might work up to a kitchen manager at one of the other gigs or at a new place, and now you have your one job and you're making really good, decent money and you're in charge and you're a seasoned veteran and you move up the ladder and then eventually uh, maybe you decide, you know what, I'm going to you know, stretch my legs a little and, and try to advance my career and you know, get into being like a chef or you know, opening up my own restaurant maybe. You, know, you kind of work your way up in the world and you work yeah, your way up financially. No, I, I was just—I just had this conversation the other day. This girl was asking me, she was, I forgot what I was telling her about one of my jobs, and she's like, "How many jobs have you had in your life?" And I started naming them all off. And I'm only 36. Until last year, I always had two jobs. Yeah, man. It wasn't until I got to my fourth year apprentice, I'm starting making good enough money that I don't need a second job. But up until then, even now, I still do side work, you know, to make extra cash. A little side like hustle. It was never. A time where I didn't have two jobs because you weren't making enough money. That, but that's man, you. That's why, and that's why it's so devastating when you see the young men who are sitting at home in their twenties just playing video games. You're not going to work two jobs when you're forty. You're too tired. You're too old. You're too fat. <laughs> yeah. Right. You need to use that energy in your twenties and thirties. You know, work two jobs, gain the experience, the work ethic of doing it. You're and then when you're thirty-five and you want to, you know what I mean. You look Absolutely. around, you're like, holy shit, I actually have enough money. I don't need that second job. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, you're supposed to earn it and, you know, hustle when you're young. And I just never understood this as I've watched it continue forth. I mean, look, I'll be honest. I, I was working in a kitchen about five years ago or so, longer, 
but I, you know, before the pandemic, you know, I was pulling in about 18 an hour, plus I was getting tips, but I was working a one-man kitchen where I took the orders, cooked the food, and then brought the food out to you at the bar, and I was managing the kitchen. So, I mean, you know, I'm doing product ordering, I'm doing everything from serving the food, clearing the tables, cooking the food, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm busting my ass, and I'm st- and now, here we are, and there's kids at McDonald's making more than that. Yeah, the, the kid... You're not working if you're delivering for Pizza Hut. That's the other thing, dude. You're driving around smoking weed, looking for addresses, listening to podcasts. Well, this this poor chap who they interviewed <sighs> in this clip, who's going to lose his uh, driving job there in the next week, uh, not a beacon of health when you're taking a look at him. You know what I'm saying? This, <laughs> he doesn't exemplify a, a healthy, fe- you know, fellow who's doing the exercising on the daily, right? And he's going to be fine. Now he's just going to have to go work for uh, Uber Eats. or. Oh, well, you know, uh, I always firmly believe when one door closes, uh, another one opens. And, you know, sometimes getting fired from your pizza delivery job, it, you'll look back on uh, it as being the best thing that happened to your life. It really might be the best thing that happened. You know, you, you're the pizza delivery some driver. Some of you guys just, some of you guys, oh, like, outgrow. That's the biggest problem with this minimum wage thing. You guys have outgrown your job and refused to advance. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, after you've delivered pizzas for two years, you know everything there is about delivering pizzas. Time to move up, you know? You've perfected the delivery part. Let's move <laughs> That's up That's right, here. man. And, you know, uh, you're accepting mediocrity as your base level of existence. Dude, you know what's crazy? You know what has a lot to do with it? Mike Rowe is talking about, like, what was it, age 18 to 24 males, something like 70% of them spend 2,000 hours a year on video games. Wow, oh, man. Which is, which, is 40, which is like almost 40 hours a week. It's a full-time job. Imagine just investing that into games. the stock market, right? <laughs> instead, imagine if you, instead of buying the video games, you just took that money and put it in the stock market. Imagine if you spent that 2,000 hours in one year. All the time you spent on video games, spend it learning welding. <laughs> oh, wow. That ne- after that one year, you're going to be a six-figure employee. And I guarantee you we are short on welders. Yes. I, I bet you any money, Very man. We, we need some knowledgeable, seasoned welders out there. Uh, when and, we and, were- you're, and you're not going to be a millionaire on Twitch. That's one in a million. The other million Maybe. of you are all watching that one asshole who's making all the money. Yeah, but you become an incredible welder. You could start yourself up a little TikTok channel and end up having a little revenue there. Yeah, but you won't even need to. You won't even waste your time. You'll make so much money welding. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't even care about how many you clicks and likes. You go into these fucking <laughs> oil lines, these pipelines, dude. You go out to the middle of North Dakota and you're welding a pipeline. You're probably making 150 to 200,000 a year. And I'm not exaggerating. We were talking about scuba diving because apparently Denver is home, like the th- third biggest scuba diving place in America. You heard that correct. Uh, landlocked Denver has <laughs> like the third highest population of scuba divers. And we have, it's, I know it's insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, we're just because no- you have the highest concentration of white people. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need an ocean when you got that many white people standing around. Uh, they'll build a pool. <laughs> How dare you! He's right. He called me out on it, folks. <laughs> We're known for our scuba divers uh, here, in, here in the Rocky Mountains, believe it or not. <laughs> at, the, 
Mile High City. Mile High City. A lot of scuba divers, man. It's crazy. <laughs> We're literally a mile above the ocean. There's literally two scuba diver shops in Boulder, Colorado. That's so funny. I mean, we got them here, but we got the Great Lakes. Boulder, I think, was just recently voted like one of the safest places in America to live or something like yeah, that. And oh, for sure. oh man, it, it, the reason is if you want to know why it's so safe to live in Boulder, it's the whitest. Well, the, me- oh, the-, the median price for a household there is, is like uh, two million dollars. So, you know, it's just- <laughs> yeah, it's white. <laughs> You gotta yeah, have everybody. To- <laughs> everybody wants to talk about equity and equality and diversity and everything, but everybody wants to be like Norway, Sweden, <laughs> Finland. Very white, you know. Yeah, they have very uh, little crime there in Poland. Go take a look at Poland and see the Polish people, people protesting. <laughs> be more like Zimbabwe, <laughs> Jamaica. Oh man, we are down to the final ninety seconds here. It looks like they always cut us off hard there. I know it's crazy. We got another uh, episode coming. We're gonna do a few more topics that we got on the docket here, and then we'll take some calls, uh, respond to some comments here. You guys uh, drop some goodies, no doubt. Uh, Mike, you got anything last that you want to throw out there? Feel we got... free to call in and uh, argue with me about uh, flat Earth. I've been getting a lot of shit for the flat Earth. Yeah, you're not into the flat earth. I'm apparently always... a plumber listens to our podcast and he has been drilling me on the floor. Wow, well, I, you know, personally, I, you know, me, I entertain any theory and every theory. Uh, I've always got the tinfoil hat. I, I do on, love so. it. It's been making me think about like the universe and the world yeah. in ways I've never actually thought about. See, so good. I do love the conversation and the expansion and the, you know what I mean? Our world is a better place where we have people debating flat earth. I really do believe that. It, it, we would. Be in a bad spot as a society if we just accepted the truth as is without any kind of variation or alternative thought. Yeah, we need the people that question everything just like we need the sheep that believe and follow everything. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, with Flat Earth, it makes sense why they had to fake the moon landing. You can't get past the firmament, man. I'm telling you right now, dude. It's just a piece of cheese. (laughs)